We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, I'm Brandon Perna, host of That's Good Sports, a 10-minute-ish daily NFL comedy podcast. Have you ever wished for a crappy version of The Daily Show, but only about the NFL? Then, first and foremost, I implore you to dream much bigger. Secondly, I would recommend subscribing to That's Good Sports. Every weekday, I will be giving you NFL news, telling questionable jokes, and swearing just enough so you won't ever be able to listen with your kids in the room or car. I don't ask for a lot, but if you don't subscribe on iTunes, my wife said she will leave me. Thanks, and I look forward to putting my voice in your ear holes. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today is producer and co-founder, Brian Goyne. Hello. We have our professional screw-up, Alex Toledo. Yep. And we have our statistician and pun master, Nikias Duncan. Hello. Been a minute. Been a minute, Nikias. It has, man. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. Season starting. We're back in the swing of things. You guys get two podcasts this week. Two whole podcasts from Heat Beat. What a surprise. Um, the big reason why we're doing a show today is because Jimmy Butler was finally introduced formally in a press conference today at the American Airlines Arena. Um, I guess not the American Airlines Arena for long, but as of now, it is the American Airlines Arena. And Jimmy Butler was presented there uh, via press conference. And Alex Toledo was there today covering it live for... Uh, Five Reasons Sports and Five on the Floor, but we are taking his hand-me-down information out here on Heat Beat. Yeah, I snuck in. <laughs> he snuck in. He snuck in. I the snuck back. in behind, right behind Ethan. 
It's like in behind Ethan and in between Anthony Chang and Ira. Just like just snuck in. Nobody saw. Yeah, right. They're, they were they had to be there like three hours earlier. Those guys are professionals. Dude, and and Anthony's always in a suit, and so is I like Anthony's always in a suit. He's always early. Alex, yeah. how, how nice does it feel to be finally allowed inside a triple A after camping out the night of his uh decision? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, that's true. Was- you did that. Alex was camping. <laughs> Yeah, man, I was on the scene. It, but yeah, I can confirm that he is a member of the Heat. It feels like it was up in the air until today. Um, how awkward was that hug between him and Pat? Oh, it was so weird. He's like, he didn't know he w- it was coming. It was so, just that energy was a little bit awkward coming in because Pat just came in. Both of them came in swaggering, right? It was like a spectacular entrance. They both came in looking comfortable as shit. But then as soon as they started talking together, like on the stage of the press conference, it was like an awkward energy. Like they didn't have that timing. They don't have that chemistry yet. And I think it's going to be, you know, how the heat season goes. Well, I know Jimmy was working out with Dion, what, was yesterday or this morning? Yeah. At 4 in the morning. Yeah. Why, Nikias, like, what's with these dudes wanting to work out at 4 a.m.? Why? What, what's wrong with working out at 8 a.m.? Why, why well, does it have to be the, 4? The early bird gets the worm. That's... It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I agree it's ridiculous, but, like, what does that mean? Wait, wait, what does that mean? Else is, that's kind of the thinking behind it. What worm oh. is this early bird getting? What worm is it? Is the worm finishing over 60% at the rim? Because I want that worm to be caught by Dion. It's the best worm. It's the worm that hits free throws and jumpers off the dribble and stays in bounds during clutch situations, all that good stuff. It's uh, That's that energy of you're, you're just so antsy for the season to start and to start getting work, and you just got to get up earlier than usual. It's got to be that, right? You can work on your jumper, man. <laughs> Buckets always. You guys ever <laughs> shot around at 5 in the morning? It's very – it's very it's like meditation. Like sounds like, like meditation. There's only like a few things you should be doing at five in the morning. One is getting home from space. The other is sleeping. Or well, that's maybe- because you don't have the mama mentality, Giancarlo. <laughs> Gotta rise above. I mean, seriously, More. though. It's like it's very intimate. It's like a group meditation, taking shots up with your new teammates at five in the morning. I think the only benefit of waking up really, really early in the morning is that one, you haven't eaten. So you're kind of like, especially if you're working out, you're burning calories. So you're kind of like on a faster cardio. So maybe you might lose a little more body fat. Hold on. Quick. Well, wait a second. I mean, that's you about can, it. That's you the only benefit that. I can think of. You could also do that at, at 7 a.m. And it's <laughs> the same. Is called up Dion? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Dion, we're going to do some fasting cardio. We're going to have to edit that out. He's going to come for us. Write that down, Brian. So I, to me, like, I don't really want to do the press conference show where we summarize the press conference. You could do tons of stuff about that. I do want to talk about Heat Twitter's reaction to it and, like, the oh, fan base. We have reaction. to read some quotes, though. Come on. We can read some quotes. I well, know I'll that. Play, but, I'll actually have quotes. I'll probably put it in, but. Like, man, Heat Twitter ate this up. Heat fans, I've not seen the fan base so united in so long. We all we do is fight with each other over everything. And for, like, one day, we're all united and we're like, yes! Yes! Everything you say, Jimmy Butler. He loves Tyler Harrow. We love Tyler Harrow. With Tyler, man, that kid got some shit to him. Like, he always got something to say. Like, he always has something to say. And I respect it because um, that shows me he got that fight. He's not backing down from anybody. Uh, Whether you're on his team or against him in practice, or as you'll see uh, soon enough, that when you're going against everybody else, he's never going to back down. Hero. I don't know. What is it? Hero or Harrow? I still think it's Hero. I'm going to go with Harrow. Ask him on media day, Alex. (laughs) First question. What's your your last name? How do I say this? My my host needs to know. 
I, I did think it was funny, like how we're back to propagating heat culture. Like Jimmy Butler felt uh, gave us a morsel of uh, of heat culture validation, and everyone oh, I would was say more than that. a morsel. It was, oh, it was, it was a lot of that talk, a platter, yeah, a tapestry of heat culture, a buffet, perhaps. Like <laughs> it was a lot, man. But it was he was so like buying into everything, man, and he was hitting. It was like there was a checklist given to him by <laughs> by PR beforehand, like. Uh, you know, like, uh, what's the word that they use for like CNN? Uh, oh my God, bro. Talking points. It's like they gave him talking points. It's the culture that I hear about all the time. You know, the, the work that you put in every single day, um, the winning habits, the winning ways. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Um, I was, I was excited to have an opportunity to, to come here, to be here. But I mean, when I keep hearing about this culture, I was like, I, I need that in my life. It was fantastic. Gave us a sheet of paper, All right, Jimmy? Let's go. We got this. Uh, integrate these words. Integrate these words. It, it, it like you know, it's like a, when you got it, like when you're when you're a kid and you have to use certain kind of words in your essays. It was kind of like that. It was Man, great. I didn't mean to call the heat propaganda, but there you go. <laughs> it's um, it's, it's too late now. It's it's recorded <laughs> forever, just... <laughs> forever. Uh, on Miami Heat history, you'll be known as Miami Heat propaganda apologist. <laughs> to a degree, a lot of it's propagated, but it doesn't mean it's fake, right? Like clearly, that stuff matters no. to Jimmy. Like I, I think it's, I think it's silly to say that that doesn't matter to him. Of course not. It's like what? It's, why come here? I believe it. Did he play it up a little bit? Eh, maybe, but he knew who he was. It's like Alex Caruso saying that the Laker fans were the smartest fans in the league. Just sometimes you just gotta play to your audience, you know? <laughs> Did you see that he had to shave his mustache because of his girlfriend, Alex Caruso? Yeah. He should shave his head. He has to let go. <laughs> it's weird to see NBA players like bald that way. Like, is he thirty five or twenty five? I don't. Dude, it, he, like we'll find out pretty soon. Apparently, the NBA is shifting down on those rules of age and height now. So uh, Chris Paul <laughs> no longer will be six feet tall. What's going to be the funniest? How tall Isaiah Thomas is. What's going to be the funniest reveal of this uh, new facts thing? Is it going to be Serge Ibaka's oh. age? Oh is, no! Is it going to be? Out. Is it Dwight's height? Is it you Kevin know Durant's height? Like, they've got like Dwight's backup documentation to certify uh, yeah. Serge's age. Uh, that's did, not did, that's not coming out. Did you see that Buddy Heels actually a year older than he is? Oh yeah, Buddy Heels out here lying. No, it wasn't his fault. Apparently, they they just never did the actual fact checking on his age, and so on Wikipedia and a bunch of other uh, like obviously Basketball Reference probably uses like Wikipedia or whatever to find the age. So yeah, his age is actually a year younger than he. Really is, and he's like twenty six or twenty seven. That's hilarious. Nearing the end of his prime. <laughs> I I really like. I think something that he fans really ate up a lot was Jimmy Butler praising Tyler Harrow, like just like I guess the the dogness in him, how he like seeps culture. I saw a lot of he fans eating that up. I mean, that was great, man. How could you not enjoy that? It was like, oh, he's got some shit to him. Like, that's exactly what you want to hear from this rookie, especially when everybody was so, like, nervous about him when he first got drafted. Like, you know, this soft wonder, white guy who shooter. Was. Who was? Who would have questioned that pick? It's I don't like, know yeah. anybody. I mean, literally all of us, but <laughs> you find out the soft white guy shooter has got some shit to him, like Jimmy says. It's exactly what you want to hear. Like, he's respected by this guy who, who's just – been fighting through obstacles his whole life. You know, what I find sharing. amazing is how many people, like how many NBA like superstars, follow Tyler Hero on Twitter and leave him comments on his Instagram posts. Why? I find it to be so fascinating. <laughs> Do we know why? I, I just think he's a popular rookie. I, a lot of people have been following him since his Kentucky days, and 
I mean, like, like the way like he dresses. Jimmy Butler says, I think they they just really respect the shit out of him. Nikias, I saw you tweet today that you were excited for this season. And I haven't really seen you tweet something like that about the Heat in a really long time. And I want to know what the hell prompted that. Uh, it's just the Jimmy thing, the, seeing the fan base kind of excited on Twitter. I'm just kind of thinking about the roster itself being a little uncluttered. I've been listening to a lot of five on the floor. And like Ethan's starting to sell me on the Heat being a little better than I thought that they can be. Don't uh, be Nikias. The offense is going to stink. So come on, stay with me, dude. Stay with me. I, I do have concerns about the offense. I'm sure we're going to get to that at some point. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, the East is, is not wide open. But, I don't know, Boston has a lot of questions. Indy has some questions. Uh, okay. uh, like I get, You can talk yourself into the heat a little bit. No, you can. Can. I can talk myself right. into a top four seed. Absolutely. I think, like... Other than other than Philly, I even think Milwaukee's going to have some questions. Um, I mean, obviously Giannis is the best player in the conference, but I do think that the loss of Brogdon and kind of the shuffling around of the roster and like what the hell Bledsoe's going to be this year, I do think that they have a lot of questions as well. If like Boston's on the high end of what they can be, I mean, Boston could potentially be a two seed, and we could look at Milwaukee as a as a three seed. You know what I mean, with fifty five wins or something. So I I don't think that's completely out of the question either. Eh. Yeah, that dead fish around here yeah. might take that bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not as bad as your Raptors take, that's for sure. I, I think we're, you know what, we're not even gonna, we're not, you know what, today's the day for Jimmy Butler. We're Seven not even, Toronto Raptors, those. we're not even gonna get, listen, we watch your damn mouth. Okay? <laughs> I remember when we were the seven seed, good times, man. Seven seed till we bleed. Now we're the three seed. Three seed, the guys, are you, bu- are you buying into like a lot of like a lot of people are buying high on the heat? Like, are you buying into this? Like three seed thing. I don't know if I'm there yet. I think of anything. It's kind of like the hero thing to where like I'm open minded. I'm more open minded, and I at least understand the, the optimism more. I'm not sure if I've been there myself yet. It's like best case scenario. Something something I'm really curious about is how playable uh, Tyler Hero Tyler Hero or Tyler Hero is going to be uh, before January first because. I have questions about the defense and playmaking and, and knowing how Spolstra manages rookies. I, I really don't know how much time he's going to see on the floor, especially I, I think I was reading that he's not the best spot up shooter, that he's a guy that needs to, to kind of take some dribbles and how that's probably not going to really run with the offense that they're going to run. So I'm, I'm kind of curious as to your thoughts about that, Nikias. Oh yeah. He's, uh, he's definitely more of a rhythm guy. He's, he's more Dion than Wayne Ellington in terms of like play style as a shooter. He has the soft touch, but he's more comfortable pulling off the bounce than like coming off the screens, even though he has that in his repertoire as well. So if I had a guess, I would think that he would probably be drilling him on, on that kind of off-screen stuff to get him more comfortable. And I think he's going to be fine in spot of just trying to make him more of an off-movement shooter instead of an off-the-bounce guy. I think that would be his quickest path to getting playing time. Do you think he's going to be able to stay on the floor in important moments? And the reason I ask that is because I know that the defense is a huge question mark with him. And I think they're going to really need spacing down the stretch of, of important games. So I'm kind of wondering. Yeah, I mean, like anything, it's going to be matchup dependent. Uh, I do not need to rehash the whole wingspan thing. Um, <laughs> we've, we've gone over that plenty. Yeah, we, yeah he, I think he's still very much a one-position defender in my eyes. Um, he does compete. So it's really just going to depend on how, A, how hot he is on the offensive end because that's going to be his path to play. And also, who's on the floor? If he, if there's someone that it can reasonably hide him on, then I think you can see him close, close not games instead of uh, like a Dion or whatever. 
I just like some of my concerns with the team is going to be like when they're when they're going more into their into their bench units and you're playing kind of Myers Leonard and him. Like I wonder how much time him and Myers Leonard can share together when you're big and your guard two important positions of defense are going to be on the floor together or if they ever go to Kelly at the five or how small they go, will he be able to stay on the floor? Like that's kind of what I'm looking at with him as to like where they can squeeze playing time and is he going to have to, how how much defense are they going to sacrifice out of their better lineups to kind of get him in? Well, you know how Spo does his rotations in the regular season. He's kind of, uh, he tries out a lot of different stuff before February. But I think he tries bleep. <laughs> but I think ideally you're gonna want two of Justice Bam, JJ, and um uh just I guess two of those three on the floor with Tyler at all times, if that's at all possible. So I think if you're if you're going with a bench unit, you're gonna want JJ out there with Myers Leonard, you're gonna want Bam out there with Myers Leonard, so you can have some kind of security blanket for both of them, both of those guys on the weak side. Um but yeah, I, the defense is a concern. It's really just gonna depend on the personnel on both sides. Like I think and Alex said, I, I like I, I kind of think that they're probably a lock to have a top ten defense this year. Probably fair, right? Like, huh? Top twelve at the very least. No, I don't think. I think to, I think ten is a low point. I think that 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 team could be really special defensively. I think so too, but then it's just about you know the same things that you just brought up right now with Aaron Leonard. They're gonna have to do some creative staggering, which you know this is a good roster for that for Spo to do. Like you know, like guys is talking about not not really playing them together at the same time, having other guys. Like, I would like having Derrick Jones Jr. play next to Myers just because, you know, he brings some rebounding and rim protection. That may be kind of like a, a backup as an insurance to Myers Leonard. But Do you feel more comfortable with him or JJ behind him? I mean, play them both together, but you got to have shooting in the backcourt. That's sure. the thing. Like, they're kind of wonky because they don't have shooting. And that's where my concerns on offense are. Like, I think that when they put out their really best lineups, I think they're going to be able to compete. But I just think that, like, all the other times, Spo is going to have to get really, really creative. It's kind of I don't like, think it's that, it's going to be too difficult, to be honest, man. I think they've got so many different types of players that, that they can get creative with, and they don't have to go very binary with the types of bench lineups that they use. Is uh, it bad that I think Hassan would have been good on this team? No, I think I was literally thinking that the other day he would be a great backup center. <laughs> it's just I'd was, rather have him no. than – like, Nikias, am I wrong for thinking that Hassan would probably be better fit for this team than Myers Leonard? Uh no, you're not wrong at all. I think just the rebounding and the rim protection, if nothing else, like you're you're definitely gonna need some front court shooting. But ideally, Kelly bounces back a little bit, and he's a um, competent rim roller. I I think that that like he's not the best, but he's not bad. That makes it even tougher with the lineups too, because it's like uh, off the bench you'd have Hassan, DJJ, James Johnson. You know, they that only you have, have to one do even more roller. creative staggering. Like DJ, I guess DJJ could could they're probably gonna use him more in that role, but like. Bam is like the only like high screen and roll guy that they have, and that's what Jimmy's gonna want to do. That's true. I do think Jimmy likes to pull up jumper a little bit. Bam's gonna set a lot of angle screens for him. I think Jimmy. I think Jimmy and Bam are gonna have really good chemistry. Honestly. Oh no, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be awesome. I kind of, I kind of want to see them do a little bit of like you know, kind of dribble handoffs on the elbow. I think that that could get really fun because Jimmy's a threat from mid range and he could pull up and he can also go to the basket. That should honestly be like their pet play, to be honest. Like that's it's just like kind of like the Harden and Capella thing. Like it's a lot of parallels there, except Bam could do more, you know, with setting screens on the top of the perimeter, and because he's better at attacking the rim that way, and he's a better facilitator than Capella is. I think there's a lot of parallels there. Like that might be their most effective thing. There's like a lot of potential for like really fun stuff, and there's also potential for the team to have like a constipated offense. Like it could go hashtag could go either way. 
Uh, shout out to the deuces. It's like we it's like a weird in between. And speaking of how like it can go either way. Did you guys see that Riley quote today on uh, Justice wanting to play point guard? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he got Which fined $50,000. <laughs> Brian, Brian, what's the quote that I'm talking about? Could he he did, fined you have- Goran $50,000. I mean, he fined Justice $50,000, gave it to Goran? Yeah. Like, why? Is he it, serious? It, it, no, was, I can't it was, tell. It was a joke. I hope so. Why would he say that? Um... He thinks he's funny. Yeah, he thinks he's funny. I don't know. I, that wasn't funny. Oh, he that was, was scary. No, that, that was, was definitely the tone. Everybody in the room was laughing. That was definitely the tone okay, of it. Cause, okay, because I still wasn't we sure. We have context. We have context. No, I, I literally was not sure if he was joking or not. But was he it was nervous so, laughter? Percentage no. of people in that room that think Justice should play point guard. Percentage of people that were in the crowd, that were the like the, the media. 60 to 70. Really? That low? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, all the traditional guys there. I don't really know how they feel. Like, they, I could totally see them being like, oh, Goran and Justice to start together. Uh, but he, but no, but what I'm saying is it wasn't nervous at all. Like, he was complete, he completely shut that down. So, like, if there was any question before, I don't know, man. It's, how did that get brought up? Coach. He's not the coach. How did that get brought up? Who asked? Like, asked so somebody asked, is Justice going to play point guard? Yeah, because they, they brought up what Justice said in Chicago about him wanting to be the starting point guard. And immediately, Pat said that quote about finding him $50,000. And he said that he called Goran the incumbent. He said that word. And like, he was shutting it down right away. I'm kind of nervous. Like I said, my thing, I still think it's going to happen at some point or another. It's just Goran's going to be listed as starting point guard at the beginning of the season. It's going to be him and Justice going to play three. It's been headed that way the whole time. Like Everything points to that. A few of us on this show use Harry's razors, and if you visit their website, you can check out all the different shave sets and face care products. You can join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your special offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. So why try Harry's? Harry's founders were two regular guys tired of getting ripped off and paying for overpriced razors. Harry makes durable, quality blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. If you don't like your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. This summer, refresh your wallet and face with a Harry's trial set. It comes with a weighted aromatic handle for easy grip, a five blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade to cover your razor dry and easy on the go listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash blue wire make sure you go to harrys.com slash blue wire to redeem your offer and let them know i sent you to help support the show do you think he plays do you think he starts at the three nikaias uh probably i wouldn't want that but i don't i don't either so Dion um, gets squeezed out of the starting lineup in this situation <laughs> that's crazy it's kind of weird. I don't really know. I don't know how to feel. That's a crazy idea. You should not have Justice starting at the four with Dion and Jimmy and Goron. I think that's no, kind of wild. Yeah, no, I, I think we're done with Justice at the four. I think we've. I think we're. I, I thought that's we've... what you were implying just now when you oh, said. Oh no, 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 no. I'm saying lineup. that Dion's getting squeezed out in the scenario where Justice is starting at um at the three, and then Jimmy oh, yeah. at the two. Yeah. Unless they don't. Unless they just don't start Justice at all. Which is <laughs> crazy. Which I think is weird. Can I ask a very random Goran question? Yes. How would we feel about a Goran Fournier swap? I think no, because I think you could do better. I think you could do better with that expiring. I think you hold on to that to cash it for a star. It's not a bad idea. No, like, you know, Nikaias is funny because I was actually thinking about Fournier the other day. 
and how like he's really never played for like any like kind of good team and, and how he's a really good player and he plays on both ends and like he provides a lot of what they need. But the Goran contract, I feel, is the ticket you need to get you in the game for a like for Beal or for anything. And even if even if you don't get anyone, you just get that cap space later. And I just think it's I think it's 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 a lottery ticket worth having. I guess here this uh, we don't have to stay on this long. I guess my counter to that would be Fournier feels a, a role that Goran doesn't, or that no one on the Heat really does, and he's he's that kind of off-ball movement shooter that we kind of want Hero to be, or that Heat are going to want Hero to be early on at least. Um, and if you do that, you can bring Hero and Fournier off the bench. So then you have um, Tyler Hero running those high pick and rolls that he showed he can kind of do in summer league and a little bit in Kentucky. Um, you have Fournier working off ball. Um, you can keep the starters. You keep you can roll with Justice Dion and Jimmy as the starter, as the starting unit. I think it kind of flows a little bit better. And like Fournier isn't a good defender, but he at least has some size to him. And I don't think Tyler Hero is a worse defender than Goran. So you improve a little bit defensively there. And then as far as the trade thing goes, if you're not cashing in going for a star, which I have my doubts, just to be honest. Um, oh, I, I do too. Fournier's contract isn't awful. And like you have another year, so you can use that as trade fodder this summer if Bill shakes loose. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it's a more short-term view of, of how to improve. Because I, I really don't think this is a year for them to do anything. Like, if they can get to the second round, I think we'd all consider that a win. Yeah, yeah, sure. really wants if they, to win now. He if they make that. it to the second round and get swept, like, you take it. I don't know, man. The Would you take Pat that right Riley, now? The way Pat Riley was talking, he's... he's Whatever that next move may come out to be... If he, they don't do another move, let's just say they, they, they pun intended, stamp hat. And they get to the second round and then get swept by the Sixers. Are you t- are you are you okay with that as a season? Do you think that's a successful season? Definitely successful, but I think I, you'd be disappointed I, getting swept by that team because everybody hates Philly. You would yeah, not want to get swept by them. Fine, the Bucks. They get swept by the Bucks. Maybe, yeah, maybe it won't feel as bad. They'll be like, ah, it's Giannis. Ah, yeah. They won sixty wins probably two years in a row. Like, won't feel as bad as Philly. Nikias. Uh, yeah, it'd be fine. Like I, a sweep anywhere just kind of sucks, but I, I do think that would be a fine first year. Like I just don't think that I, I like. I really like the idea. Like I, I don't get me wrong. I like the idea. I just think that what do you gain? Like reality, how much, how much appreciably better are you going to get versus holding on to a lottery ticket? And I like just the idea of, of taking the chance of, of keeping Goran and and going for that lottery ticket. It kind of sucks that that's how we look at that. That's how I'm looking at Gora now. Like Miami has this unique ability to put together a bunch of contracts, a lot of them expiring, uh, and like good, like good serviceable NBA players. They're not like these guys that they'd be sending are are good players. They're not bad players, and they could play for most teams, and they could probably be in playoff rotations on a lot of teams. So it's like a really weird scenario. They just don't have a lot of picks. If they had all their picks, then they probably could get in the game for anybody. If if we're being honest, but. They don't, so here we are. They're in like a it's it's a really weird season because I think a lot of us are gonna if they start off like really well or if they you know if if they're like a couple games above five hundred and they're like kind of like inching up the standings, I do think everyone's gonna be waiting for that trade because we know that Pat's gonna make it. Um, and if they hover around five hundred, I, I think it'll feel the same, but. It's watch out for the, the the sleeper the sleeper trade uh, uh trade watch of Blake Griffin. I don't see I don't see that happening, and I have just like one of those that just completely comes out of nowhere. Like you didn't really think he was gonna get traded, and then 
the Heat are doing better than you thought, and January comes around, and you see somebody break the news that the Heat have just traded for Blake Griffin. Do you like do you, the guys? Do you like him and Bam together? I don't know how I feel about that. Well, yeah, I think that'll work. You think so? I guess yeah, like he can shoot the ball. Shooter for that dude. I've always been like a little skeptical of the fact that he just can't play five, especially at that size. Like then you'd have to always play two bigs, and I don't know. But I guess the league is kind of trending a little bit in that direction anyway. Lately, especially now that the Warriors have broken up, like a lot of teams are playing too big. Yeah, and I mean, you look at Giannis and I mean, uh, I mean, Milwaukee and Philly, and they're going big, man. And a lot, a lot of teams are kind of going big now, like you're talking about. Kind of a little bit off heat topic, and I'm glad that I have Nikias here because I, I kind of I was talking to um, my our buddy Kevin Wang uh, of Bench Buckets, and he and I were talking about the idea of how big Philly's gonna go, and I was wondering if you guys felt that there's any team in the East that can force them to go small. Can any team play Philly out of their big lineups? Like, obviously, this is sight unseen, but. That's a good question, actually. Uh, I don't think so, because Horford's so damn versatile. Like, you'd have to, like, maybe the Clippers can do it if they go, like, Paul George or Kawhi at the four, right? And then, they, they you know, they play super small. Or if Clay gets healthy and they're running Draymond. But even that, I don't even know if that they can play Philly out of those lineups. Yeah, that's a Good question. Oh, oh man, look how smart. I don't I think the only way you could I don't know, because like my first thought was Milwaukee, but like like Giannis at the five, Chris Milton at the four. I mean you don't want Chris Milton card now for No, you don't. Yeah, see, ah, that's tough. It's a really interesting wrinkle to the season because normally two big lineups in the playoffs can get played off the floor. But we're suddenly in a situation that Philly could have a historically great defense that can stay on the floor with two bigs in high-pressure situations. Yeah, Philly's going to be a problem. You just kind of have to bank on, like, well, you got to hurt, help, hurt, ah, you have to hope that someone gets hurt or Joel Embiid just doesn't improve as a shooter at all. You just kind of shoot them off the floor. What can Miami do against those lineups? Like, I, I, I've been trying to think of situations like unless DJJ becomes like a really good shooter, I, it, it starts to get a little dicey as to what they'd be able to do against those huge lineups and how would they be able to score. Yeah, because like Bam is the only guy that could guard Joel Embiid. Yes, and, and e- even then. Like your best bet there would probably have to be like Bam, Kelly, JJ. hope he holds his weight against Al Horvath. Yeah, and JJ. Then you go Justice and Jimmy. How do you feel about justice on on Horford? Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it either, but I don't think Horford's going to like I don't think Horford's going to be able to damage justice too bad off the dribble and I and if they're going to post Horford up against justice, I think you just take that. Yeah, I guess the latter point would be what I agree with. I think if anything, if you're getting the ball out of MB's hands and keeping him off the free throw line, then I, I think that. you do that. But also like you kind of want justice on Ben Simmons. You do. Um well, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that Toronto series was really telling how, like, Ben Simmons was just parked in the dunker spot, and I don't really think you need justice to, to be on him. I think you could probably do – you could probably put other guys – you could probably even get away with putting a smaller guy on him if they're just going to use him that way. If if he has – if he legitimately has a reluctancy to shoot and doesn't want to get to the free throw line, I mean, you can hide Dion on him or something. Yeah, that's true. I think the problem with Philly would be trying to score on them, man. No, it's going to be an issue. Like I, that's, I just, that's going to be a huge issue. That's just not a good matchup for the Heat. Like, even, and, even though they've got a lot of guys that can throw at on defense to guard Philly, just try, I can't imagine the Heat outscoring them in a series. I honestly think that 
I mean, you, the, the Bam Kelly lineups are going to be your only way to score. It's just how are you going to defend them? Because you're going to you're gonna need Kelly's floor spacing, and then you're going to have to go like... I think Kelly's fine to guard Horford. It's fine. Um, I don't think he'll get, he'll get beat that bad by Horford. But yeah, that's going to be tough, man. That's a really tough matchup. It's so weird with them, right? They're such a weird team. Zach Lowe was talking about it, where it's like, you want to say that they're, gonna, that they're a finals team, but then again, you look at the shot creation stuff, and then I don't think their offense is going to be good. Size. Yeah, I mean, what? I don't think their offense is going to be good. I don't think the Philly offense is going to be good. That's going to be a lot. The offense of, is going to be regular season good. It's going to it'll be in the in the top half. But man. I'm worried about their playoff offense. It's a man. lot of Tobias Harris. But those I are good it. offensive players. Ben Simmons is, a, is an elite facilitator. Horford is a great offense. I mean, Horford and Richardson are guys you want as role players. Like Embiid is dominant. I think. They're going to be fine in the regular season. I'm, I'm worried about their playoffs. I think they're, they're going to win 55 games probably. Do you think they're better than last year? Because I don't. Why are we talking so much about the fucking Sixers? <laughs> I don't know. They're really fascinating. Fuck the Sixers. There we go. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> Lefty Leif tweeted at Eric Reed, wondering if he will say the butler did it during his broadcast this year. Eric Reed responded saying, Lefty, I don't think so. Hope not to. How what? about that? Damn, Lave. I feel like that's the upset of the offseason right there. Like that is just that is just a very weird thing to say. I'm, I'm looking find- forward to new Eric Green sayings. Now that we have you know the team is finally different. It feels so weird that they have different players. Yeah, right. Like Myers Leonard is so exciting to me. I think that's why everybody is like so like it's it's such a good feeling around it. It's like it felt like we were stuck in it on a treadmill for the past three years. Like you like it was just, okay, you know, Dion, you know, some guys are hurt, some guys come in and out, and it's like, oh look at that. Shiny new things. Jimmy Butler, <laughs> Myers Leonard, Tyler Harrow. What we got here. Okay, don't don't sleep on Kane. I'm legitimately interested about like the versatility of the team, the type of lineups that uh Spoke could throw out there, man. They've got a lot of things they can do. I don't really think that the versatility in the lineups is going to be that different than what we've seen recently. Because, I mean, in reality, like, the addition of Jimmy is going to be a lot of pick-and-roll centered offense. And I don't really think that... I do think we're going to see a lot less of that dribble handoff nonsense that Spo loves. And we're going to see more just high pick-and-roll Jimmy Butler offense. Kind of more to the Dwayne Wade bench units offense type stuff. I don't know. The way that the Heat talk, they, they kind of seem to think that they have a lot of guys who can pass and dribble and, and handle like they they do they have a guy that could throw the ball into the fifth row like james johnson consistently <laughs> they have you know they're they're versatile all right future starting point guard james johnson remember we were like point, point, center, point center james johnson do you remember when that was a thing yeah like jj really had a year where he was like 78 percent of draymond it was the wildest thing we it was played. amazing do you remember that yeah, like we he were, legit had a case for an all-defensive team. It was, he did. He, he was like, was, he was doing things Draymond wasn't able to do, or as far as just getting into the paint every time and just dunking over people. Dude, like, he was <laughs> locking up LeBron. It was crazy. He locked up to Marcus Cousins. You're like that team was like that team, he was like insane that year. I just, he was really good, man. We that did was so a whole weird. three months like, of shows. You don't think he might be close to that this year? Never really again, healthy? Brian. That was he so anomalous. He's he got to go back healthy. to that hairstyle. He was like, and he was like not a horrible shooter as well. He was like a serviceable shooter. Streaky, but serviceable. Can I start reading some Jimmy Butler quotes? They didn't even make the playoffs that year. I'm going to start reading some Jimmy Butler quotes. Quote, Jimmy Butler, I want people to hate us. 
I want people to hate the Miami Heat. That's how I want it to be whenever I'm here. I want I want other teams to hate us. You don't want to play Miami. Um, you know it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a dogfight. We want that so bad. How bad do you miss that, Alex? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was just like a foreign thing. When he said that, I'm like, whoa. whoa. This guy, every, everything came back to me from high school. Here's the thing. Catch a whiff. We're back, baby. Hating <laughs> us? They care <laughs> we're in the national conversation like we're being talked about like in these podcasts like these i don't even get me started on the national conversation man besides a couple people who, who have picked the heat as a three seed recently everybody else is talking about the heat as in the same tier as orlando and and detroit and i am i'm done with it man i'm done with everybody picking orlando as their sneaky hipster pick I'm, I'm done, done with, with it. people believing in dj augustine get the hell I'm out of here done with it man i hope marco fold succeeds Right. I hope that's why they end up being good. I, I'm rooting for him. But my God, get out of here. Like, <laughs> Nikias, how good can you be when DJ it. Augustine is your starting point guard? Eight seed. Uh, not very. Uh, like, good for DJ, man. He's carved out. Really <laughs> no, dude, him, super so. good for him. I, I know we're clowning him, but, you know, good for him. Yeah. Like, he's a very serviceable point guard, but, like, you can't be serious with. With DJ Augustine as your starting point guard. That man was thriving in the playoffs. Don't you forget it. One game. Oh my God. He just carved up <laughs> Kyle Lowry in the crew for one game. Listen, he, for what, for, he did not That's carve true. up. But listen, Kyle Lowry was like plus 19 that game. Okay. Like oh it was, my God. That wasn't Kyle's fault. Oh, okay. That's, okay. Oh, we're not man. about to do this. Whose <laughs> fault is it if DJ Augustine <laughs> is doing that to you in the playoffs? Whose fault? You know, I have not been so excited for a regular season in so long like i'm so excited Same. to see how everything plays out like just not even the heat but just around the league but especially the heat it's like there's so much fun stuff going on the east is so wide open i don't even know how good brooklyn is i think brooklyn's good do i know if brooklyn's good is miami better i don't know but i really want to find out it's not really being talked about that when kd comes back the brooklyn's four best players are going to be guys who kind of are best with the ball in their hands it's going to well, be a little weird. Low-key thing about Brooklyn, like, they got rid of all the guys that were in, like, all their best, like, plus-minus lineups, which was, like, something that I thought was interesting. Yes. Every last one. Huh? Who, who are those? Like, Ed Davis and, uh, let's see, Ed Davis was gone. Yeah, you put me on the uh, spot Mark there, Alex. There. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I you, you go ahead and answer. I mean, but they replaced Amari Carroll and Ed Davis with DeAndre and, and uh, Torian Prince. How much, you know? No, like, obviously they're going to be good. But I, I just think that I think people expect, like, this leap because they kept, like, their core guys and got rid of everybody else. But I do think that those everybody else were really key contributors to why they were winning. So maybe the jump is not going to be as um, as uh, linear as people felt, I guess. Because they kept the Dimwindy and the Levert and all that stuff, and then they did it. This, this is going to be crazy. About, this trade deadline is going to be insane. I mean, oh, the race for Beal, man. I'm telling you, I was telling you guys, it's gonna, that, that might determine a lot. The Warriors have quite the nice ticket to get into that. They can get into that. Um, you know, Milwaukee and Philly can get into that. I, I mean, I hadn't even thought about that. Philly, but Nikias brought that up on Twitter. I don't think Philly has That's, anything to get into the Beal game. Don't they have picks? They have young guys on their squad right now. Like, you can throw them to buy and see if the Wizards would, would, would buy in on that. Like, they have to do everything they can to get in on Beal. That's such a perfect fit next to Ben Simmons and like an MMB. Like that's exactly what you want. I'm not even joking. I wonder if like the Raptors try to get it on that because they're gonna have they're gonna have things to give. They should. 
like that's another they, interesting. Do they have things to give? I guess is my question. They have picks like, and expiring. Yeah, they have picks and expiring. What more do you want? Top tier young talent. Yeah, you could you could throw in yeah. OG two picks, OG and an expiring. Like that's a pretty damn good package for a guy that's gonna leave. Hmm. Or Norm or Van Vliet or whoever the hell they want. You know what I mean? Is Norm even young anymore? Is he like twenty six? I, I thought he was twenty three. I like how he sneaked in the Raptors right there. <laughs> That was master. That was masterful, wasn't it? And everybody just went along with it. He's twenty six. Freaking hijacking his show. I'm gonna read more Dream Bar quotes. Do you remember? Oh, oh no, wait, Al- I don't think I'm an asshole like everyone else thinks I am. An asshole like everybody thinks that I am. I, that, I don't know how true that is. Just gonna, I want him to be an asshole. I don't want him not to be an asshole. I want Jimmy Butler to be an asshole. I I want the whole Jimmy Butler experience. I don't want a watered down Jimmy Butler experience. I want. I want at some point this season for a practice to escalate where he yells at, at who's he most likely to yell at? Dion. Uh, I don't think it's Dion. I don't think it's Dion. I think him and Dion are going to be boys. I think it's like DJ. Oh, I think they will too. I think they're going to have a good relationship. DJ seems like a very nice kid. That oh, that's a good wa- one. He's a very nice kid. He's KZ. like, it's KZ. KZ's going to be in Sioux Falls all year, dude. Very, very quietly. He's going to be, he's going to be talking Duncan Robinson. Oh, you think it's Tyler? No, I it's, think it might be Tyler. Tyler might take on the Chalmers mantle. Oh, yeah, I can see him. Well, he's yeah, he does fight back. It's like he's going to chirp back and not against him. That'd be like funny, that. though. It'd be awesome. He's going to score on Tyler three times in a row, which is going to be kind of tough. How happy is Spo? I mean, just, I he's got to love this roster. I mean, how much going? That's going to be enough for him. Did you guys see that that uh, some sub, sub report or something? I don't know. Some, something was said about a possible Dwayne comeback if they're contending. Oh, I don't. I, I don't please. want that. It was Chris Haynes. I don't want that. It oh ended, come on, Gianni! It ended. This is the perfectly. time we decide to be rational. Come no, no, on. No, no, because I'll tell you why. I was at the last home game. You were at the last <laughs> home game. That's how it had to end, Alex. Want the punctuation, Alex? You were there. Ah, I love the WWE plot twist, Alex. So Alex, like, we've Alex. There's never been anything like that. Nothing will ever be that. That there's night, never anything. I mean, D Wade coming back. No, he can't. He can't. Just imagine the party. Like, I know we're gonna have so much fun, like, and we're gonna have a party on this podcast. That first gonna... game back would be even funner. Like, it, we, oh my god, that stop! Would be, now you're now you're talking me into it. No, Why no, for basketball reasons. Like if Dion gets hurt and they need like a guard replacement and like here comes Dwayne Wade to like bring him to the finals. I mean honestly, D Wade probably just didn't want to do the whole grind of an eighty two game season. Just have him as a third of a third string guy who I don't want that. plays once a week. I don't want that. He plays at home. <laughs> oh, sign me up. Well, how do we make the roster spot? Do we have to cut you Nikaias, what you got? We have to cut you to make the say, roster like, spot. Yeah, like U D took up the last roster spot, which is a whole nother. They should split it. <laughs> so like, well, I will say I will laugh if they like cut UD to bring Wade back. That would be. That'd be like the ultimate warrior sacrifice move, though. UD is sacrifice for our sins. <laughs> oh my god, dude! People were clowning him on uh, on the back to back podcast. I don't like that. I don't like Stick UD's letter. I didn't like all of the things that were being implied there. The Miami like Heat would never circumvent the cap. Never. No, they would not. I say. <laughs> And like I like okay, like Udonis doesn't even want a job after with the organization. Like every quote that he's had said, nah, I don't want that. Yeah, did like you hear what Riley said him. about that? 
Yes, past right of course I'm into coaching. UD's not ever coaching. He's he's he, he promised for three years. He promised he's, he's not going to coach, coach in, a, in a traditional sense. <laughs> he wants to wear sweats. He doesn't want to wear a suit and be on the sideline and, like, go to meetings. He wants to tell, like, you know, you set a shit screen. Do better. Be tough. <laughs> Your fucking ankle hurts? Oh, well. Get out there and rebound. He'd be like, like a motiva- motivational speaker, but only during halftime. I love you, dude, man. That guy's the best. I never want to. Like, honestly, I know Nikai doesn't agree with me. If he wants to be there until he's 80, he can do it. I don't care. I mean, I think he looks like coaches and like the way that they look and, and their body type and just he's like, that's not me. I, I don't, he relates to the players and the athletes. He's like, I, I can't be one that of those. That guy's probably more fit than everyone on the damn team. But that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he, he can't be one cut? of them. There's he none. can't be a coach. Yeah, but is he getting up at 4 a.m. in the morning to work out? Udonis isn't stupid. He wakes up at eight like a normal person. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.